0: up boys and girls welcome to another episode of walk on wisdom where i michael chandler your host try to field y'all's questions that you sent into podcast at michaelchandler.com your hard-hitting questions your deeper questions questions about life questions about struggles questions about how do we come how do we become better how do we go from where we are today to where we want to go looking past the mistakes of our past the stories that we told ourselves the lies that we were told, the lies that we told ourselves, the lies and stories that we have been living that are not living up to our full potential. I, by no means am an expert in anything or claim to be an expert at anything. Um, I appreciate you guys trusting me with your questions. And, uh, if you get any value out of this, share it with your friends. And this, is, if this is your first time here, welcome. We are happy to have you. And, um, If you haven't sent in any questions, send them on in to podcast at michaelchandler.com. First question comes from Isaac. Hey, Mike, just want to say you're a huge inspiration to me as a teenager. So, my question is Is 15 too late to start wrestling? Because I feel like wrestling is a great base for MMA, which is what I want to do. God bless you and your family, and I'll see you at the top. Well, Isaac, 15 is definitely not too late to start wrestling. Um, 15 would put you right around. uh, sophomore in college, um, I'm sorry, a sophomore in high school. Um, if you, as you said, your goal is to do MMA. And I do think, and obviously I'm very biased, but I do think that wrestling is the best base for mixed martial arts. I think it's the best base for anything in life. I think wrestlers are vastly, vastly more equipped for the vicissitudes and the ups and downs and series of tough, um, seasons that we go through in life because what the sport of wrestling teaches you is not just how to pick a guy up and put him down, not, not just how to get takedowns and get great cardio and be strong and fast and athletic and compete one-on-one. What it does is it shapes you and molds you and galvanizes you mentally, galvanizes your heart, um, in a good way, your heart, um, in the sense of having heart in competition, um, it forges you into a happier, healthier and harder to kill human being. So I love this sport of wrestling. I do not think 15 is too late. I think you can start at any time. It's never too late to start wrestling, especially if you want to be a mixed martial artist at 15 years old. Um, you know where we're at right now, you're toward the end of the year, end of the school year wrestling season is already over. So make sure you find a wrestling club in your local area um, or wrestling practices at an MMA gym, which I would not suggest as much as I would an actual high school wrestling team, um, or a, a, um, club wrestling team over the summer. Cause you want to be around real wrestlers. A lot of times there's quote unquote wrestling practices at MMA gym, but it's just a bunch of guys who don't know how to wrestle coaching other guys who don't know how to wrestle wrestling with guys who don't know how to wrestle. So at your age, still having two years left in high school, I would join your local wrestling team, join your high school wrestling team. Hope that helps Isaac. Next question from Scott. Michael Chandler, I'm a former college wrestler and now amateur MMA fighter. What is the best advice you could give for me on blending wrestling and MMA together? I'm five foot nine, about 155 pounds. So you so I always watch how you fight. I found that going forward and being a pressure fighter has made it easier to get takedowns and land punches. Most people seem to break from the pressure. Love you, bro. See you at the top. I love you too, Scott. Um, and yes, that's always kind of been my mentality my game plan um for those of you who have seen me fight those of you who discovered this podcast and show because of watching my fights and those who haven't um if you watch the way that i fight you watch the way that i train you watch just my mentality in life i'm head first um moving forward um Sometimes it gets me in trouble, but ultimately I think it's the the right technique and game plan for me. Um, keeping my foot on the gas, being on the offensive, moving forward. Um, as Scott said here, found that going forward and being a pressure fighter has made it easier to, for takedowns and land punches, which yes it is. So uh, moving forward, changing angles, getting in a guy's face, wearing him down a little bit, putting him in the chaos of, of – of the mixed martial arts microcosm putting him on his back foot um helps you stay on the offensive and makes him forces him to go on the defensive which in turn will get him closer to the cage which in turn will help you get a takedown um and as scott said too most people break from the pressure and they usually do eventually at the highest of levels of course it's very tough um i'm fighting the best guys in the world at 155 pounds and uh these guys got Hearts of champions, cardio of champions, skill sets of champions, but um, being a pressure fighter, getting in the guy's face, making him feel your pressure um, is a very, in my opinion, good technique. Um, Also, for y'all who don't fight, think about that mentality, the mentality of that kind of fighting style. When you wake up in the morning, are you putting pressure on your goals and your dreams? Are you moving forward toward them? Are you putting that pressure to achieve and not pressure the sense of emotional pressure as in you feel you feel the pressure of achieving that i'm saying are you pressing forward are you getting in their quote unquote face so to speak are you getting in the face in the same vicinity are you tracking down your dreams your hopes your goals your aspirations the things that you want to accomplish are you taking steps forward? Are you, are you invading the real estate between you and your goals? Are you pounding the pavement? So even for y'all who don't fight um, or don't train at all, um, we've all got our goals. We've all got our things we're trying to accomplish. You got to ask yourself every single day, just like the fight, the actual physical fight in mixed martial arts, are you putting pressure on those goals? Are you doing what you said you're doing? Are you doing what you said you want to do that is in consistency with the goals that you have made? Good question, Scott. Thank you. Next one comes from Anonymous. Hi, Michael. I'd like to stay anonymous for this question, please. First off, thank you very much for taking the time to give back to humanity by sharing life experience through your through your lens. It seeps into my soul and rattles around so much in my head and heart day by day, helping me to become a person I truly want to be. My question is, aside from living each day with gratitude, Entering every situation with a heart of how can I serve this other person and asking God for wisdom. How does one heal from all the mistakes they have made coming off of a divorce and the loss of my daughter? I really don't know how to forgive myself and accept that I deserve happiness. I work out almost every day. The gym, along with reading and podcasts like yours truly save me every day, but I still cannot forgive myself for the pain and mistakes I have caused to others. I worked every I work every day to never be the person I was, but none of this seems to be enough. Thank you so much for your time. God bless you and your family. See you at the top. That's a tough one. Um, experiencing the letdown of yourself, you know, um, for me when I've let down myself knowing that i lost a fight or i wasn't able to come through with something i said i was going to do or i failed in this different area or i completely bombed a speaking engagement or i completely bombed on a relationship that i could have cultivated that could have turned into something um it's one thing to let yourself down but it's another thing to feel like you've let other people down Coming off of a divorce and the loss of your daughter, um, it's really hard. And you said you don't know how to forgive yourself and accept that you deserve happiness. I think we've all been in in those positions at certain times of our lives. Or if you haven't, um, thank your lucky stars because it's a tough place to be when you feel like you've let so, so many people down or the most important people down. And you get to a place of self-deprecating thought, you get to a place down in the valley where you just don't feel like you deserve to be loved, that you deserve happiness, that you deserve to be forgiven for the mistakes that you have made. And I appreciate the long, in detail, drawn out question um, that this man gives us um but i do see certain signs in here where when you write it down on paper like things like i just can't forgive myself i just don't deserve success i can't figure out how to forgive myself i can't figure out how to accept that i deserve deserve happiness we got to make sure that Instead of trying to be better, we are just better. And it sounds really, really cliche, or it sounds really, really oversimplified, but you really have already been forgiven. It's one thing about us, all, all those times in our lives when we have sat here and said, I just can't forgive myself. If I was him, I wouldn't forgive me. If I was her, I wouldn't forgive me. If I was them i wouldn't forgive me we've all been in that scenario where we we don't believe that we deserve to be forgiven but we already are forgiven as soon as the mistake was made as soon as the heart was broken as soon as the the setback happened as soon as we let them down we were already forgiven it's just up to them forgive you on their part and it's up for you more importantly it's up to you to forgive yourself on your part you're going to make mistakes the mistakes of your past the mistakes of who you wished you would have become who you are today isn't exactly who you thought you would be at this age or this stage or this season but the best thing that we can do as you said and i feel like you uh are obviously listening to the podcast because um you said aside from living each day with gratitude which is a huge key entering every day every situation with a heart of how can i serve this other person which is a huge key and lastly asking god for wisdom james 1 5 which is a huge key how does one heal from the mistakes honestly those three things and gaining the trust back. In your mind, your ex-wife should not trust you. In your mind, your daughter should not trust you. In your mind, because those two people don't trust you, it's probably spilled over into other parts of your life. So therefore, every interaction you walk into, you're walking into it as an untrustworthy person. You can't trust you. So we got to change the story that's going on inside of our mind. And we do so by tangible ways to gain trust within ourselves. So aside from those three things, writing down two, three, four, five things that we can do every single day to start gaining more and more trust because he who can be trusted with a little can then be trusted with more and more and more and eventually be trusted with a lot. Be trusted with a, a relationship that you probably don't feel like you deserve at this point. Be trusted to rekindle the relationship with your daughter that you probably don't feel like you deserve at this point. Um, it's a hard, hard road. Um, There's a lot of very heavy, deep things. But just know that you were created for more than you're putting out into the world right now. And i don't say that to say say that and tell that tell you that you're falling short but it sounds as though you've got this deep issue of believing in yourself trusting yourself and you've got to forgive yourself we are all worthy of love we are all worthy of trusting ourselves, trustworthiness reliability. We are all worthy of that. If we live that people can change and they can change dramatically. The stories that we continue to tell ourselves, the, the life that we've been living in the rut that we get stayed, stay stuck in, um, can either be the rest of our life or It can be a season that you're in that propels you into the next season. It's up to you. So I hope that speaks to you. Um, I wish you the best. Um, Gain trust with yourself by creating small victories every single day. Creating more small victories, making sure you feel the satisfaction of accomplishment It doesn't matter if it's the smallest, most minute thing. It will then compound and compound and compound. Most importantly, discipline. If you make a promise to yourself, keep that promise. Because if you can't keep a promise to yourself, how how are you going to keep a promise to others? And then why would they ever want to rely on you? Good question, though hope that hit home for a lot of people. If it did earmark that and uh, share it with your friends. Cause I think we just got to We have to gain trustworthiness with ourself every single day or else it's going to be really hard to climb to the next rung, the higher rung, um, on the ladder of life. Next question comes from Jason. Hi, Mike, big fan here. I wanted to know how you deal with taking time off after a big fight. I'm a college football player coming off a of back but coming off back-to-back years of ACL tears. And as nice as it it sounds, I find it hard to peacefully take time off. And I'm sure you may feel the same way too at times following fights. If I'm on vacation or have a long day at school, work, practice, and I'm not able to eat how I want to or get a fulfilling workout each day, I feel this massive sense of guilt. I'm worried that down the road when I graduate, have a full-time job, and eventually kids, this feeling will overwhelm me. Do you have any advice on how to accept this feeling? would love to hear it from you see you at the top best jason very good question um i have talked about this quite a bit um and it's it's a uh it's a necessary evil sometimes for us to feel that sense of as jason said guilt whether it's guilt whether it's shame whether it's um, dissatisfaction, whether it's let down, all the different adjectives that it may be. Um, whenever you, A, have to take time off with, like with Jason, his ACL injuries or B, you're on vacation or you don't eat like you wanted to eat. You don't hit your goals for that day. You know, you ate some stuff you shouldn't have eaten. Or if you're not able to get a really good workout in, um, those two things, you know, for me, my family life, my actual work outside of the cage, and then my work of training and staying in shape. And then my diet, those are kind of my four, my core four, if you will, kind of the most important things. How am I as a father and a husband? How am I as an athlete? Am I staying in shape? Am I taking care of my body? How am I eating? How am I taking care of my body? Which kind of obviously coincides with my, my fight career, but also my longevity in the sport. And then all the other things outside of mixed martial arts competition or training, obviously. Um, But Jason, I struggle with the exact same thing. And I would venture to say, and I have said it in the past and I've kind of mulled over it a little bit. You know, I think I, sometimes I'm in a mood where I'm like, you know what, actually you should feel guilty. Is it okay to have a little bit of, hey, you know what, what a shoulda, coulda, wish I would have worked out harder. I wish I wouldn't have eaten that Taco Bell. <laughs> wish I wouldn't eat that whole pizza. You know, I think there's a, we're missing a little bit of conscience um, this day and age where people just think they can treat their bodies whichever way they want to treat them. They take their health for granted, which is their most important asset that they have. It's not the money in your bank account. It's not the job that you have. It's not the relationships that you have. It's not the car that you got or the house that you live in. It's your health. Your health is the most important thing that you have. And if you don't agree with me, why don't you go talk to somebody who's terminally ill? Ask them what their number one regret is. Well, it's probably gonna be, I wish I would've taken care of myself more, or I wish I would've spent more time with those that I loved. Which in turn built me up, built up my body, built up my mind, my spirit. If you don't believe me, think back to the last time you had the flu. And I mean the bad flu. One where you're you know coming out of both ends and you just feel like death. All you want to do is be healthy. And then all of a sudden you get healthy, feel pretty good. And you're like, okay, I'm going to eat a pizza. <laughs> I'm not going to take my supplements. I'm not going to sleep well. I'm not going to work out, go for a walk, get some sun. All these different things that you can do probably need to do, but maybe you don't want to do. So therefore you don't do them in life. It's all about what you need to do, not what you want to do. But Anyways, I digress, Jason. Um, I kind of go back and forth on this. I think that there is a, a healthy amount of, I don't like to use the G word, guilt, shame. I don't think those are um, from above. I don't think God wants us to feel those things, but I think it's okay to have a healthy Realistic conscience that says, you know what? I failed today on my diet. I'm not mad at myself. I'm not going to wallow. I'm not going to use it to go into a self deprecating hole that's going to lead to more failure and more bad eating or more laziness or more lethargy. I'm going to use it as a motivator. I'm going to write it down and say, hey, tomorrow I will work out and tomorrow I will have two meals, three meals that are nice and healthy. I will take my supplements. I will do with this Y and X, Y, and Z. I will do what I need to do instead of giving in to the whims and fancies of my wants, what I want to do. And then there's some days where, like I said, it's, it's a, there's a healthy conscience, but also then there's some days where you need to take it with a smile and say, you know what? I sure did mess up today. Sure did mess up. Body feels like crap because I ate like crap. Um, didn't work out, or I failed here, I failed there. Show yourself some grace. Yesterday really did end last night, and today is a new day, and you are a new creation tonight. The sun will set on a day that might have felt like a failure in a lot of ways, but the good thing is, you got 24 hours again. You got another sun coming up tomorrow, and you get another opportunity. Thank you for the question, Jason. Show yourself some grace, continue to trod forward and move forward and um, continue to find the best version of yourself. And best of luck in your football career as well as um, your knee surgeries. Next question comes from Diallo, D-I-A-L-O, Diallo. What's up, champ? First off, I got to say I'm a huge fan. What really drew me into watching you is the humble way you hold yourself. I'm not really a fan of that big personality, two-faced stuff. It really feels like you always kept it, keep it real. When I was little, I dreamed of being in the UFC, and I trained for, a, for quite a few years in a couple gyms plus some wrestling. I went through some serious trauma and found drugs which killed all motivation I had of doing anything. I wasted a lot of time, not training or doing anything at 25. I've recently found a lot of motivation, not just to get into great shape again, but to fight. Do you think I should give MMA a shot since I feel so strongly called to it? Or do you think it's too late for me? Thank you again. Always reading for you. Diallo. Um, it's a tough question because I have no idea how tough you are, how athletic you are, how skilled you are, how strong you are. Um, so I'd like to address the the, um, the drug scenario, you know, finding drug and it killed, killed, all, killed all your motivation. That's a tough, tough place to be in. But the good thing is it sounds like you have since given that up and living a clean, hopefully drug-free life. Um, at 25, I mean, I get this question a lot. Hey, is 25 too late to start mixed martial arts? Is 18 too late to start mixed martial arts? Is 30? You know, I always bring up Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier was 30 when he started mixed martial arts. Now, granted, he was on an Olympic team, Olympic alternate, world-class wrestler, competed since he was five years old in the sport of wrestling, which is similar. It's hand-to-hand combat. It's body mechanics. It's body awareness. It's strength. It's speed. It's quickness. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a hard question to answer, Diallo. But I would say you got to be realistic, um, about where you are 25 years old. It's time to have a job, have a steady job, um, unless you have the means to not have a job and just go into MMA. But, um, MMA is not going to pay the bills for quite a while. First of all, you got to get some training in. You got to be good enough to get a couple of amateur fights. Then you got to get a couple of pro fights, which you're going to make a couple hundred bucks on those pro fights. So you're going to need to have a job, whether it be a job at the gym, whether it be working nine to five, but training at 5 a.m. or training at 7 p.m. or whatever, whatever time it is. So long days, uh, I got to be honest, it's a hard road ahead of you. Um, but if you have a job that pays the bills or you have a, a job with good, um, flexible schedule, That would be a good, uh, that would be the best option for you. Um, I don't think 25 is too late to start. It just depends on how skilled you are, what your background is, how tough you are, and how much you actually want it. But stay drug free. Stay away from that stuff. Stay away from those people. Stay away from those things. Stay away from those places that might have you fall into that trap. And that goes with everybody, not just Diallo. We all know right from wrong. We all know the people that. Our bad influences, we all know the things that make us feel a certain way. We all know the, the things that we engage in, the activities that we engage in that eventually make us feel like crap and bring up regret, make us feel like a sense of failure. Stay away from those things. Thank you, Diallo. Next question comes from Sebastian. (laughs) Awesome to be able to, hi, Michael. Awesome to be able to connect with you like this. Love your fight game and your faith mindset. Great stuff, man. How do I stay true to myself and my faith, keeping focus on what matters, family, faith, and friends, while aspiring to accomplish something great? Knowing that you have achieved this yourself, I feel you are the right person to ask, coming from a 22-year-old who looks up to you. All the best with the pod, man. Sebastian. Well, Sebastian, thank you for uh, the kind words. um, And also thank you for the... Believing that I uh, have achieved this myself because uh, I feel like I'm failing at it often. Um, so uh, I think staying true to yourself for me has always been pretty easy. Um, it's very important for me to be authentically me, be the man that I show up as, be the man that I say that I am, be the man that uh, that other people deserve to uh, to be around. If I say I'm gonna do something, I wanna do it. If I sign on the dotted line, I'm gonna do it. Um, If I don't, I say thank you for your patience or please forgive me. Uh, I admit, try to admit when I'm wrong. So staying true to myself has always kind of been easy, but also keeping focus on what really matters for me, Uh, as Sebastian said, family, faith, and friends. Um, That, has always been easy for me as well, because ultimately the friends will fade. Some will be fair weather friends and some will, some will be in and out of your life. Some will be, you know, longer, maybe even lifelong. Faith is obviously important. It's what keeps me grounded. It's what keeps me, uh, keeps me headed towards my, toward my, my true North, but ultimately, my family is, is what I'm fighting for, who I'm fighting for. When I travel and have to leave and go do appearances or go do signings or go do speaking engagements or go do all these different things, it's a means to an end in, in order to pay, pave the way and provide for my family. So for me, it's always been pretty easy, especially once I become have become a father. You know, my wife is... She's an independent career woman. Quite frankly, she probably doesn't even need me. <laughs> you know, she'd be just fine without me. <laughs> I kind of joke about that. You know, we always want to believe that they would be lost without us. But my wife is a survivor and she's an awesome woman, an independent woman. And I will be nothing without her. And I feel like she would be, you know, nothing without me for um, the love that we give to each other and and, and provide for each other. But my children bringing children into this world um, that has been the, the main driver and the most impactful driver that I've ever had in my entire life. Knowing now that every single decision I make will provide for inspire, take care of, lead them, serve them. My two boys That's been the most impactful part of my growth as a human being. So staying true to yourself, and I'd be lying to say say I wasn't uh, 100% true to myself all the time. Whether you're lying to yourself, whether you're moving the truth to make sure you don't hurt someone's feelings, whether you keep your mouth closed and don't stand up for what you truly believe in, whether you acted in a way that was different than you wanted to act, um, Authenticity is doing what you say or doing what you feel called to do. All those years that I was playing small and not believing in myself was me not being true to myself. All the times that I've, you know, told a little white lie or... or given in to certain things or let people act a certain way around me because I didn't want to rub them the wrong way or I didn't want to have them be offended or time to say, Oh no, no, man, it's fine. It's fine. When really it wasn't fine. Those times where I wasn't true to myself. Um, and the world needs your authentic you, Sebastian. So hopefully that, uh, helps people. Um, next question anonymous, dear Michael, Big fan of the podcast. First time writing in. I'm currently training as a civilian for a branch of my country's military. I have a selection weekend coming up in which I know the staff will try to push us to our breaking point and keep us there for as long as possible. I'm training hard physically and trying to prepare mentally as much as possible too. My question to you is this, what do you do outside the octagon to prepare mentally for those moments when you feel like you are about, you are at your physical and mental limits? what do you do to keep focused i've never been through a process like this before my biggest fear is quitting when the going gets tough i can't think of a better person to ask any advice you could give would be greatly appreciated i've been watching your fights for a while now but i've really come to be a fan of you after listening to walk on wisdom your advice and insight on life and personal development is hugely inspiring thank you for everything you do see you at the top Anonymous well it's a good question um so it's a big military selection weekend in which they're going to try to push you to your breaking point and keep you there as long as possible i just did uh, an event not too long ago with uh some seals green berets rangers all special forces guys not just uh enlisted Military infantry men, the, the special ops guys, the SEAL teams guys, the Rangers, and the Green Berets, and the the guys who have been through the toughest of tough of military training. And I gotta be honest with you. You know, my hard is seems pretty hard to a lot of people, but you do grow accustomed to it. You know, I can push myself hard in a workout. I can push myself until I'm dizzy and almost puke, and all those things. And it's kind of become commonplace for me. And I've not as hard as you would think it is for me. Maybe it's because I've gotten better at it, more proficient at it, or maybe it's just because I've made friends with pain. I've made friends with exhaustion. I've made friends with outside of my comfort zone. I've, I've, I've grown accustomed to it. So my tip would be make sure, I don't know how long you have, um, until this selection weekend, but every single day numerous times a day closing your eyes if you know what to expect I mean I'm not even in the military and I can tell you a few things that the seal teams have to do during hell week or during buds or during during all these different things I can you know the the pool stuff the being in the cold uh, water of the of the beach holding up the big old poles and all these different things a million push-ups all these different uh, runs and physical um physical pt stuff that they have to do you don't know exactly what to expect but you kind of know what to expect so if you know somewhat of what to expect see yourself there close your eyes like you're watching a movie and watch yourself what are you wearing are you dry are you wet are you in the water is your shirt off are you running See yourself getting to that breaking point and pushing through, just like watching a Rocky movie, just like watching any one of those movies where any of those sports figures, they look like they were down and out and then they grit their teeth and they grunt and they get up and they go. Then they are triumphant. Only in the face of adversity can you really truly be triumphant. The greatest triumphs come from the greatest stretching of your human potential, the greatest stretching of your human. Visualize it. Write it down. Write down, I see myself being vastly more in shape than I thought. Exponentially more mentally tough than I thought. I see myself in the head of the peloton of people, in the head of the group. I see myself with a small smiling smirk on my face saying, thank you, sir. May I have another Make this movie inside of your head. Create this mental highlight reel also of your previous accomplishments, the previous times like this, where you were nervous that something might not work out the way that uh, you thought it was going to. And then you overperformed, you overexceeded, you out outworked and outperformed and out exceeded your expectations of how well you were going to do. Take stock in that. Write that stuff down see it in your mind's eye and then see yourself in that selection weekend as that man who shows up and he's able to do it he's able to withstand more than he ever thought was possible and that goes for every single one of you who has anything big coming up it doesn't matter if it's in your career if it's physical if it's losing weight if it's quitting a habit quitting an addiction a talk that you need to have with a very important person, go into it first in your mind. And it sounds cliche. It sounds foo-foo. Um, but being able to rehearse it in your mind and visualize it before you actually get there is so undervalued. And we hear hear people talk about it all the time, yet still people still don't do it. Heck, I don't do it sometimes. I look back and say, man, I should have visualized that before I actually went in there. It would have been a lot better. Um, But thank you for that question. Um, I do believe you will go there and you will thrive. I'm speaking that over you right now. Next question and last question comes from Brian. Michael. Thank you for being you it is so refreshing to see athletes who are not ashamed of who they are and have not forgotten about their roots I am a father of four kids under seven years old with the best wife in the world I'm grinding every day to be a better businessman and father and husband. My question is Do you ever struggle with wondering if you have what it takes to be the man your family needs you to be? I recently discovered your podcast after watching the men's health the gym and fridge And you have a fan in me brother. See you at the top And I'd love to meet you one day and get a a lift in together. Best regards, Brian. Four kids under seven years old. Brian, you are a busy man. (laughs) I got two kids under uh, seven and I feel like uh, I'm flying by the seat of my pants at all times. So Brian's question is, do you ever struggle with wondering if you have what it takes to be the man your family needs? And that answer to your question, Brian, is I do. I think only if you truly care and only if you truly want to be better and only if you truly have a high standard for yourself, can you struggle with the question, do I have what it takes to be the man that my family needs? So number one, I would say it's an indication that you actually do care. It's an indication that you actually do want to be better an indication that you are trying to become the best man for your wife and the best or the best father for your kids. But it's also an indication of how much you truly love them. I think just as I've talked about my experience on The Ultimate Fighter, I loved those guys so much and I felt like their future was in my hands. It made me care so much because I cared so much about them and their success and their future. You take that times a million And that's what I want for my children. That's what I want for my wife. So it's an indication not only that you want to be better, you have a high standard for yourself, for which I would love to pat you on the back through the microphone. And also you should be patting yourself on the back because ultimately as men, it's easy to be a wandering generality here on earth, but we need to be a meaningful, specific What we're doing needs to be meaningful. Who we are becoming needs to be meaningful. The life that we are creating needs to be meaningful. And as I said too, it's also an indication that you love the heck out of your kids and love the heck out of your wife, Brian, because I feel that same thing. I love them so dang much that I'm so sometimes afraid that I'm not going to live up to it. But one thing I say too about being a dad, and I've said this previously, but take yourself back to when you're six years old, you're playing Cowboys and Indians, or you're playing GI Joes, or you're playing Superman or Batman or one of these superhero type of things, right? We always wanted to be a superhero. Most little boys, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to be a commando and have everybody look at us and be in awe, be a superhero and save the day a superhero where you walk into a room everybody goes oh my gosh look at that guy yet you are a superhuman superhero to those children when you walk through the door when you walk through the threshold of your house the way that they look at you is the same way that you wanted to be looked at when you were six years old and you wanted to be superman Being a father is the most important role I think that we will ever have in our entire life. And the decay of Western society hinges upon men not being men and men not stepping up as fathers and men not stepping up as husbands. So Brian, I appreciate the question because even just having the question answered every single day, do I feel like I'm doing enough to be the man that she deserves and the father, the superhero that they deserve? I commend you for that. You should be proud of yourself. I am proud of you. I'm proud of men like you who are trying to get better. We need more better men in this world. We need more great men. Um, so I appreciate you guys, especially the men out there, not to ever forget about you women. You women are the glue that holds us all together. Let's be honest. My wife is the glue that holds this family together. Let's be honest. Um, but obviously, that was a question from a man talking about being a father, being a husband. Um, if you think that this episode um, can help somebody, somebody who's struggling through something, somebody who's going through a season right now that might need a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of, a little bit of a uh, direction, speaking into their life, make sure you share it with them. Um, if you got questions. Make sure you send them into podcast at michaelchandler.com. It's been awesome thus far. The response thus far has been absolutely amazing. Uh, we're going to keep on listening to you guys. We're going to keep on taking your questions, leave comments, um, rate the podcast, share it, subscribe, um, but definitely leaving comments is uh, is good for us, for better or worse. If you don't like the way that I speak or you don't like how many times I say, um, or you don't like the way that I answered a certain question, if I offended you, let me know. If I made your day better, if I made you believe in yourself a little bit more, if I helped you through something, if I answered one of your questions or answering someone else's question helped you with something you're struggling with, let us know. We'd love to hear. Um, We're over here working pretty darn hard to try to make sure that we bring as much value as possible. We can't do that without you guys. We are nothing without you guys. I've always said that about my mixed martial arts career. We're nothing without the fans. Without the fans, we're just a bunch of fighters fighting in a, some basement somewhere around the world and nobody, nobody watches and nobody sees and nobody feels something. So I hope I made you feel something today. Um, podcast at michaelchandler.com. If you need to send any more, any more questions, I'm here for it. I love it. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, wherever you are. God bless. And I'll see you at the top.